We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, good evening, IB Nation, and welcome to another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. I'm Vince D'Addario. That guy right over there is our special guest on IB Nation Sports Talk. That's Brian Driscoll. He is the the czar of Driscoll Publishing, and he is here to lend his expertise to the mailbag, our Wednesday mailbag, and uh, because our, our boy Sean Styers is en route uh, with the women's basketball team. They're on the road, and I... I should have looked to see where they were headed, but their game is tomorrow night. Uh, so he's on the road. I don't know where he, where in the world is Sean Styers. I don't know where he is, but he's he's with the women's basketball team. So uh, he is not going to grace us with his presence today. But Brian, how are you today, sir? They're, I'm doing well, and they're on their way to Boston, by the way. Thank you. Boston they play College. the they play the Eagles. Yes. Okay. All right. So hopefully they can bounce back from their. Lost to NC State. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, down uh, not only losing Mabry, but not having Ebo on that. She's been so good in the paint yes. this year for them. And uh, it just played flat, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and when right. Sean and I talked about it, it was like they always seem to have a quarter where they just can't hit the broadside of a barn, for lack of a better term. Well, and that's the one thing that Mabry brought to the roster. I mean, yeah. As a, I mean, I'm sure leadership and all that. So, but just as a basketball player, the, the really the only reason to have her on the court is because she can. If she gets hot, she I mean she can knock down threes. Absolutely. And they didn't have that, and then they didn't have that big presence down low to kind of help with the get yep. some offensive boards. And you know, and she's really good on the on the defensive glass, starting fast breaks, getting the offense going that way. You know, things like that. So they just it's just one of those nights. And I mean, they've played a tough schedule so far. I mean, the ACC is really good this year. Sure. And so uh, you're going to have nights like that, but they'll, they'll bounce back. I, f- I have a feeling Boston College is going to catch one tomorrow. Because this <laughs> know, team right? has been pretty good when it comes to losing a bounce back pretty quickly and pretty ferociously. Yeah. So Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, sorry, Eagle fans, but yeah. not, it's not yeah. going to be good for you no. tomorrow. But anyway, so. so let's let you know what? Let's just jump right in. We've got some great questions in the queue and I'm going to bring up the first one. From Coleman, and I don't know if Coleman's going to like our answer, but it is a, a touch of reality. But uh, Coleman says, Vince and Brian, have both of you given much thought to covering men's basketball more? I know they suck right now, uh, but diehard, fan, uh, diehard basketball fans like myself 
would be excited. Well, at the end of the day, it's my decision. And we have talked about this a lot and looked into it a lot. We've tried it multiple times. Yes, okay, so we have. Including last year when they were good. And at the end of the day, this is a business. And part of the business decision is we have to spend our time properly. And we have a limited number of resources from a, from a people that can produce content standpoint. And we're going to always cover football because that's who, who we are. It's what we do, right? Right. When it comes to covering the other sports, it's like, okay, well, let's work with certain institutions or certain parts of the of the program that we think, number one, that we want to cover. And so that's why we started doing men's basketball because I, I enjoy men's basketball very much. Want to support yeah. the team. To be honest with you, the, the first year we were doing it, it was just basically just me and Vince, and it was really just me when it came to covering basketball because yeah. as far as going to games because Vince couldn't and, you know, because yeah. of other obligations. And, you know, so I – signed up for a season credential and I couldn't make some games. So let them know and all these other things going on. And then eventually it was just, they pretty much said, Hey, we're, if you can't come to every game, then, you know, can't come. So, uh, okay, sure. Then just, I won't come. And they just made it very difficult to cover the team and not really fun to cover the team, to be honest with you. So it's like, eh, you know, with all due respect, you guys should be begging me to cover your basketball team. <laughs> Especially now. You know, and this was the year before when they were okay, but not as great. Yeah, and they weren't great. COVID hit and all that other stuff. But uh, we've tried the last two years to cover the team, and the reality mm-hmm. is is it just nobody pays attention. We, we've had Tom Noy on our show several times, and Tom is so good. And he provides great insight and all that. And yes. then it's always one of the lowest numbers we'll have on a podcast is when Tom Noy's on it. And it's not because of Tom. It's because we we say, hey, we're going to talk men's basketball tonight. Nobody cares. <laughs> the reality is, is you know, the, the only other sport that we've covered that's gotten any traction at all when it's not like the College World Series, we got traction for that, but right. is women's basketball. Yeah. And so, and, and to you know, we obviously have the in with Sean, so that makes it easier to cover it. But look, I, I have to make business decisions. And I have to pay people for the work that they do. And if I start paying people to cover the men's basketball team, we're going to, we're going to lose, I'm going to lose money. And if I start losing money, then I start losing employees and we're back to where it was at the beginning, which is the website's basically just me. And then the podcast is me and Vince. So we're, we're not going to cover the men's basketball team. I am right now. I am curious what kind of energy might be created by a new because I think as much as a lot of Notre Dame fans loved Mike Bray for a long time and still to this day respect the job he did, at the end of the day, it just had gotten stale. Yep. It was a lot like at the end of the Brian Kelly era where people were just like, ah, you know, this is who we are and this is where we're going to be. And, you know, and obviously Brian Kelly had more success in of his career than, than Mike Bray did. But it's just kind of like this is your lot in life and you accept it. Yeah. And so um, it just nobody really – watches the article reads the articles or watches the show about men's basketball i i'll write an article about the women's the the two girls on the men's on the on the basketball team the two signees that are in the mcdonald's all-american game it'll be one of the most read articles that will have that crazy like when i had someone olivia miles committed and then sonia citron committed to Notre Dame for two days in a row that was the number one red story that we had the jj starling committing again five-star guard never reached the top five so it's just it's a business decision and the right. proofs and the numbers. I mean, it's right there in black and white and, you know, easy for us to see now, what people want to hear. We'll probably give it another whirl um, when it comes to when they make a new hire. But as of right sure. now, um, and hopefully our staff is bigger by then. 
Yeah. But as of right now, it's just not really um, it's not really a, a doable thing at this point in time. Agreed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, Anthony Solomon says, do you see Ziegler in year two playing more full-time special teams or will he be or will he play special teams and linebacker? Well, I'm hoping he does both. Sure. Uh, look, I think Notre Dame needs an influx in in depth and length and speed at linebacker. Uh, I'm not someone who thinks the linebackers are slow by any stretch. I think they're good athletes, but I think the lack of length at some spots and then with Maris, it's just just execution problems yeah, right but there's there's no reason not to be playing the sophomore class of linebacker this year whether they start or not they need to play and then of course they need to be doing more on special teams absolutely i'm fine with notre dame redshirting nolan ziegler i think he's one of the few guys that's a five-year guy you know uh, potentially a five-year guy potentially a five-year guy so i had no problem with the redshirting but if he's not a full-time guy this year then then i'm gonna seriously question kind of hmm. what's going on and we have some more special teams questions that I'll, I'll hold off on getting my answer any further until we get to that question Vince okay very good I like that uh, I will ask another uh, business related uh, question here uh, because we were kind of in that vein mm -hmm. right Irish Shaitan says Brian is lucky lefty now affiliated with Irish Breakdown it is yes so lucky lefty's podcast is still its own entity but what we did is we've partnered with Lucky Lefty to where now we are hosting their podcast on our CFP Nation platform. The ultimate goal eventually is once CFP Nation is really where I want it to be, we'll have our national shows and all that. But we also want to sign some some team oriented talent and, and people that want to cover specific teams and have those on our podcast. So basically any college football fan of any team is going to have a desire or need to go to CFP Nation. Well, I couldn't do that and then not have a Notre Dame channel be the you know first one that we signed and so i said well who do i want to have as far as the notre dame talent that's going to cover notre dame on that channel and of course we still have our irish breakdown team because i didn't want irish breakdown to be 
the Notre Dame because right. that just makes no sense. Right. And it made total sense to bring on Lucky Lefty Podcast because they do things differently than we do. And I felt like we have a relationship already, obviously, with Sean Davis being a part of the Irish Breakdown team as well from a recruiting standpoint. He's on our shows so much that it just made it made it was a no brainer, really. Yeah. And I mean, I thought for like maybe two seconds about a couple other potential people, but it was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to go see if we can work some out with Lucky Lefty. And we were able to get a deal struck. And so now they are the Notre Dame channel on the CFP Nation podcast. So yeah. it, it, it affects the, the podcast side. It doesn't really affect the YouTube side. The YouTube side is they're still their own entity, but now their show is, can you can be you can find their show on the CFP Nation podcast app. So if you like listen to their show, but you don't want to list it on YouTube, you can definitely check it out on the CFB Nation app. Beautiful. All right. I want to get that out of the way because that, that's that, that was a really fun like move yes. for Irish Breakdown, for Lucky Lefty and the whole thing, just kind of bringing them into the umbrella and bringing them well, into the family. So and they have really- that whole, you know, we spin it different thing. And, and, and that made sense. You know, I didn't want to bring in a show that's just like ours. Sure. I didn't oh, want yeah. to bring in a show they that, approach that it differently. Yeah. Yeah. They approach it differently. They talk about, I mean, they'll talk about same topics in different ways. Uh, it just, yeah. it has a different vibe to it. There's just a lot of different things to how they do it. And there's also a lot of carryover mm-hmm. with how they do it and the, in the way that they do things. So at the heart of it, there had to be, you need to kind of, you know, stick to football for the most part. Uh, the second part of it was, is like, I need intellectual honesty. All right. That, that needed to be a thing. You, know, you want to stay away from the clickbaity type of stuff. And then you wanted someone who was willing to, you know, call a spade a spade, so to speak. If you don't think something's going well, be willing to speak to that. And we're not, you know, Pollyannas and Homers and all that other kind of stuff. And, and Lucky Lefty certainly does that. But the way that they go about it, the presentation, all the different, the way that they go about topics, they do a lot more interviewing former players than we do. There just was a lot of uniqueness to it that, that brought enough to me, uh, diversity in style, diversity in content that made a lot of sense to pair with Irish breakdown Mm -hmm. that I thought added to our, our package. And, and so like somebody emailed me like, Hey, why don't you do more player interviews? And I'm like, well, I haven't responded to that person yet. I need to been so busy the last few days. It's kind of like, well, that's what lucky lefty does. And we'll do some of that. And the IB nation sports talk show, we do some of that, but I'm not trying to be like somebody else's podcast. I don't want to be like, I don't even start naming names, but like, so-and-so's interviewing former players. Well, good for him. I'm sure they were great shows, but like, that's not who we are. Right. Right. I'm not trying to be like somebody else. And, and so, but we'll, but we still have that. There's still merit to that. And that's why we started the Ivy nation sports talk show. And Sean's going to be doing a lot more of that once basketball's over. Yes, he is. And different things along those lines. But, you know, instead of trying to incorporate what we, what others may do or what other ideas into our show, we're going to keep our show the same and then just add different types around it. Yeah. And that's the best way to to me to do it is instead of making our one show like everybody else's, we're just going to do a little bit of everything in, in different different formats and different hosts yeah. and things like that. If player interviews is what you're looking for, well, I think we're going to have some good ones. I've got yeah. Sean and I have been doing some talking and, you know, I, I think we're going to have some good stuff on here. If that's what yeah. you're looking for, well, they're good yeah. stuff as well. Right. But, and some people yeah. like that. Some people don't. Yeah. And that's the whole right. reason we're trying to grow Irish Breakdown the way that we are instead of right. me and Ryan added a second show or me and Vince adding a second show. Right. Like, let's go get Sean Styers, who's going to mm-hmm. do things completely differently and bring his own flair, his own, f- and just all that's different. And people say, well, you know, that's somebody said to me once, like, you know, that's not really a typical Irish Breakdown show. And I was like, yeah, exactly. That's the point. Right. Like, I want different. <laughs> 
you know, right. and, and of course we have the lucky lefty crew that they also will bring in former right. players and do that. So we'll have plenty of that under the umbrella. Right. And that's the whole point is, you know, eventually I want to kind of have it where it's almost like a, you get up in the morning and then you go to bed at night. There's going to be an Irish breakdown show at some point in time that you're going to have a chance to listen to. Right. And we'll, uh, we'll be able to kind of make sure we're touching on everybody's uh, desired flavor, so to speak. There you go. All right, a little uh, prognostication here uh, from Anthony. says, what is your feeling on how the starting guard positions will shake out? Well, it's interesting. We we talked a lot about that, Vince, today on our show I today. I thought you might and, yeah. You know, obviously, Andrew Kristoffic goes into the spring, I would imagine, as sort of the leader in the clubhouse at one of those positions. He started, what, seven, position, seven games in 2021 and really helped him and Joe Walt stepping in the lineup about the same time really helps solidify that line and kind of calm it down and bring a level of consistency to it. In 2021, he got beat out this spring just because of how good Zeke Carell was. And, and, and he was kind of behind a pretty good, a bunch of group of offensive linemen. And the thing is, Andrew still has two years left after this because of the COVID year, he still has the six year possibility. So he, to me, is the leader in the clubhouse, but he's going to be in a battle. You know, you're going to have Billy Shrouth competing for one of those jobs. You're going to have Rocco Spindler competing for one of those jobs, potentially Ty Chan, in my opinion, competing for one of those jobs. You could maybe see an Ashton Craig be a sleeper, although I still think they like him at center. You know, maybe it's Charles Jagasaw when he gets there in the fall. You know, Sam Pendleton's an early enrollee. There's a lot of options at guard. Yeah. So right now, if I had, if I was a betting man right now, I'd probably put a nickel on – it being Andrew Kristoffic and Billy Shrouth. Yes, those are my is two. where I'd probably go right now. But I'm not counting out Ty Chan. I'm not counting out. I mean, even potentially Michael Carmody if he can have a good offseason. There's a yeah. lot of options, and we'll we'll see who dukes it out. Whoever starts is going to have to win the job, and and Bingo. I don't mean that like, I mean he's going to have to play well. It's not mm-hmm. so much like a well, we don't really have anybody. I guess we're going to have to play that guy. Whoever's going to start at guard is going to have to have played well because there's a lot of good players at that at, in that conversation. Completely agree. And I and that's that's the exciting part about the guard position at Notre Dame right now is that whoever wins that job is gonna have to beat out some really, really good talent. And so that too deep at guard, I think, is gonna be really, really good. So Absolutely. you know how that shakes out. I mean, if you're asking us to go too deep, that's even a little bit more complicated, in my opinion, because you just don't know who who's gonna be in that fight by the end of the spring. And then will it even be settled by the end of the spring? I don't know the answer to that. It might carry over into the fall, just like you said, with with Jagasaw coming in. He's not even going to be a part of it in the spring, so he's going to come in in the fall. Is he going to be able to shake some things up, move move into the the two deep, you know, potentially? So it, it's going to be very interesting to see how guard shakes out. I like the fact that there are multiple options right now, and that it's not a well, we got two guys. Um, congratulations, you're it. Like. That's a good place for Notre Dame to be. And look, I got a lot of faith in Harry Heastan. He's going to find the two best guys, and those two guys are going to play, and they're going to excel, and it's going to be good. So that is going to be a fun battle to watch at the end of the day. So, all right. Tyler wants to know how would you utilize Jadarian Price to complement the three backs that we saw in 2022? Well, the first thing is, if they use Chris Tyree effectively and properly, the first thing I would do, Vince, is I'd have Jadarian Price, if he's healthy, would be my kick returner. That's okay. the first thing okay. Vince, that I would do. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts on that. No, I oh, 
I, I love that idea because I they need to get Chris Terry more involved in the offense. And if that's going to be the case, then having him not as a returner, I think is a is a good place for him to be. You know what I mean? I, they they need to be number one, Notre Dame needs to be in more two back sets. And of those two back sets, Chris Tyree needs to be that second back more often than not, because he brings that that different element to the offense that they're that they should be looking for, right? Moving them around, putting them in motion. <clears throat> However you want to do it, he needs to be that second back. And so if you're going to do that, we'll take the burden of being a kick returner off of his shoulders and let Jadarian Price be that guy because he could be very effective back there as a kick returner as well. As far as the running back aspect of it, Vince, it's hard to play for running backs. I mean, three is, is. a challenge. Yeah. And, and it can be done with the right group, but three is a challenge. Four is just not possible as far as the regular rotation what i think you could do is is there's going to be some games this year where Notre Dame's going to have a chance to have some blowouts and they need to have those blowouts right i'm sorry with all due respect navy needs to be a blowout with all due respect tennessee state central michigan need to be blowouts and then there's going to be a couple other games that maybe you don't predict it's going to be a blowout but it becoming i did i think that Notre Dame was going to beat pitt 45 to 3 in 2020 when they had that pretty good offense no i didn't think so but you had a blocked punt, you had a couple of big plays. Right, Next thing you know, right. a, a 14 to three competitive games, 20 to three like that. Right. You know, you had the Bo Bauer pick, you had the Jeremiah Wusakumo pick, you had the block kick, and all of a sudden a, a competitive game is just out of control. And there's going to be a game or two like that, right? I didn't think Boston College was going to be 44 to nothing. I mean, they, they had just coming off of a road win, and they weren't very good, but they were just coming off of a road win over a really good NC State team. And Notre Dame was coming off a game against Navy that they almost blew a big lead in the second half. This is how it goes sometimes. So the thing is, when those games happen, get Jadarian in there as early as possible. Yeah. Would be my thing. But that's why I like the idea of if if Chris Tyree is being used correctly, you don't have to have him back there returning kicks. And you can put Jadarian back there and give him a chance to do it. Yeah. Because they may be more prone to try and kick to him than they were Chris Tyree. Because they, nobody they tried – very few people know. tried to kick, to kick to Chris Tyree this year. Right. They had Wisconsin flashbacks in their head. <laughs> I was hoping to have Wisconsin reruns, but we never yeah. had a chance to see that, right. unfortunately. So, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know what? Let's jump into a little bit of recruiting. we got a couple of recruiting questions uh, we can get to here from Coleman. He says, over under 10 commits by the end of spring ball. Like 10 total or 10 more? Total. I think he's total. Okay. I would say over. Right. Where are they at now? Seven. Six or seven? Okay. I think they'll add another one here very soon. Okay. So then it'd get down to two. 
by the end of spring. So that's end of April 22nd. I think they'll be at 10. I think they'll definitely be at the very minimum at 10, probably over would be okay. my guess. Now they're not pushing for guys to commit like they were last year because it's going to be a smaller class. Right. So they're they're allowing the process to play out as they shape the board at a couple positions. But yeah, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna they're going to uh they'll be at the very least at 10. But I, if I had to predict now, I definitely would say over on that. Okay. One. I like that. Anthony wants to know what your feelings are on the absurd 247 final rankings. I think Notre Dame had two players in the top 100. I'm ready for the IB unbiased rankings show. Well, we won't do it, be doing an IB show. We'll be doing it on CFP Nation. So we'll be doing it on, on that channel uh, as far as like the rankings for everybody. But I'll say this on this show, what I said on the other show, if you're going to tell me that rankings are absurd and they're bad, you've got to be able to tell me wh- that they're re- that they're absurd and bad beyond just the Notre Dame rankings. Sure. Because if the only thing you got, they like you'd have to tell me that the only school that they're biased towards is Notre Dame. And, and there may be some truth to that, especially with certain networks like Rivals has a couple people there that I believe are anti-Notre Dame, but not everybody there is anti-Notre Dame. Right. I think 24-7 sports just sucks at it. I do think that there's someone that's a higher up in, in the 247 rankings process that's very anti-Notre Dame. But there'd be enough people to kind of trump him to get a couple guys in there. I just don't think they're good at this. And I think that's number one. I think the other part is is that they are it's all about driving engagement. And engagement's the thing now. It's not the whole integrity of doing the job the best you can, clicks be damned is not a thing. It's, it's, you know, they may say it, but they've got a, they got a business to run. They have, and and their business model is built on clicks Mm -hmm. and ours is not as driven by that or driven by that at all. And so that's just the reality of it. But the the thing with two, four, seven is it wasn't just Notre Dame rankings that I found absurd. I mean, having Jackson Arnold number eight, I I don't even, I wouldn't even have him as the number eight quarterback, (laughs) much less as the number eight player in the country. You know, David Hicks is a guy that I like a lot. Seven's way too high. Jerry and Dickie at 21's way too high. Just going through some of the uh, these other ones a little bit. There were some other guys that I thought were way too low on this one. Like, let me let me just kind of go down through this, Vince, because I had gone through this the other day and just kind of pointed out some of the absurdity of some of these rankings. But you had some guys like Chase Basantis is a top 50 player. He's not even top 200 player on my board. And, and that's evidenced by, to me, you want support for why that's accurate. Because uh, actually, is this the comp- Yeah, that's the composite. So he was not that high on them. I'm sorry. It's even, uh, let me find it here. So they had Jackson Arnold at 10. Ooh, okay. Big difference. <laughs> um, so that's a Jer- Jerry and Dickey hmm. at 18. That's That's a little nuts, in my opinion. I don't see that one. Sean Womack's a little overrated at 26. The P- Pierre kid that's going to Alabama, he jumped way up because of an all-star game. I mean, I just – I just if you're moving a kid up or down because of an all-star game, I just – I have a problem with that whole that's that lazy. whole process. That's lazy. It's very lazy. They had uh, Charles Jaggis on the top 50. That's where he should be. Uh, let me find a couple more here. I'm going to go down to some of these lower ones and just find the, some of the ones that I just thought were nuts even – taking the Notre Dame aspect out of it. They had Chase Basantis at 72. Again, not a top 200 player. They have Chase Basantis over Jason Moore. That Jason Moore all the way down to 74. That's way too low for Jason Moore, in my opinion. If you have him outside the top 50, I just I don't think you're doing this thing right. Let's get to a few more of these. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of these that I could point to, and I went through this the other day. 
here's some guys they had outside of the top hundred that I just thought was uh, I'm very curious. They dropped Tyler Williams at one ten. Have you seen him, Vince, the receiver mm-hmm. going to Georgia? He should absolutely be in the top, way inside the top hundred, in my opinion. He's got a ton of talent. Luke Montgomery's way overrated, but everybody way over, way overrates Luke Montgomery. I got Blake Purchase too high. Let's see here. Olaus Allenin. If that kid, the kid from Connecticut, if Olaus Allenin was going, Allenin was going anywhere but Bama, he'd be ranked much lower. Mm-hmm. They have Shelton Sampson, this receiver going to LSU, ranked 139th. I have that kid as a five star, so I think that one's way off as well. So if I'm going to tell you that you're jacking up the rankings with a kid from LSU, then you know that I think you're jacking up the rankings because <laughs> I have no desire to hype him up. Anyway, shape, form, or fashion. So anyway, just the moral of the story is I just don't think they're good at rankings. And I think they take way too many things into consideration that are more about clicks and storylines and all that other nonsense and relationships. And I know this coach. I know that coach. I want to keep this coach happy. I want to keep, keep that coach happy. I want to make sure this kid's talking to me and all these other. They just put so much of that stuff into rankings that it just makes their rankings pretty much useless to me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why we – here's my thing, though. If you think they're absurd – Stop watching them. Stop reading them. That's why I say, look, because us talking about it right now, this is what they want because they want everybody here going to click on there to to see how absurd their rankings are. And guess what? They're making money. It's clickbait. That's right. Yep. And we fall for it every time. Yeah. Every time. All right. I think this is probably the uh, special teams question you were looking for. So let's jump right in. Brian Lucas says, do you think Notre Dame playing a lot of their starters on special teams takes away opportunities of those not starting or uh, on the two deep to see the field, gain confidence, and make their presence known? This is a good question. It does, yes. It absolutely does. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And and here's my point on that, Vince. If it's close, I'm playing the younger guy. Sure. Because I want to give him the opportunity to to get on the field, have some some of those moments. But if it's not close, I'm playing my starter. Mm-hmm. Because look how – much special teams impacted Notre Dame winning and losing games this year. Yeah, big time. And, and so if you're gonna if you're gonna give me this whole well, special teams is every bit as important as offense and defense, and then be unwilling to play your starters on there, then you don't really mean that. You're just giving lip service to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so for Notre Dame, it, it's not lip service. The reason that Jordan Patejo is on special teams, all those special teams, is not because they want to get him snaps, it's because he's one of the best eleven on that unit. Same with Prince Colley. It's not, well, let's find a chance to get Prince some snaps, you know, since he's not playing linebacker. It's like, no, Prince Colley's really good at that special teams role that he has. Right Now, some players don't embrace that. Some players are still pissed off that they didn't play more at this position they're supposed to play, even though they were like full-time stars on special teams. It's just the way that it is. I mean, hey, let's ignore the fact that David Bruton was like a borderline Hall of Fame player as a special teamser special teamer in the NFL. I'm being a little hyperbolic about the, the, uh, the hall of fame part, but David Bruton's in the NFL for over a decade yeah, because of a spe- special teams. And that is it, you know? So, <laughs> you know, it. look, I mean, that that's an important aspect to it. Like I said, if a guy is significantly better play that guy, if it's close, I want to get the younger guy on the field. There's, there's no question about it. And I, and in some instances, I would give a younger guy more of a chance to to win a spot. To be honest with you, but that's yeah, that's where it's that's where it's going to be. Okay, I like that. I, I think that's a really good point. 
If it's close, go with the younger guy. Give your give your starter a blow. I have no problem with that. But if, if this guy's just head and shoulders above, I mean, Chase Claypool playing, you know, as a gunner, you know, it's just a, a, an example. Like he didn't want to come off the field. He wanted to do that, and he was really, really good at it. You take him off the field, your gunners aren't as good. I mean, bottom line, right? So, yeah, if you've got a kid that's pushing, pushing, pushing for a spot, you give it to him. But, man, special teams is so important. We saw it last year, like you said. And, you know, we can all agree that Brian Mason is a good coach. But we can also all agree that having good players can help make you a good coach. And since he was able to dive into starters and really good players, he was able to maximize their ability uh, on his special teams to make his special teams even mu- that much more, you know, that that much better. I mean, Isaiah Foskey had blocks, you know, pump blocks. Does whoever you put in his spot that's not a starter have the that same effect? I'm going to say no. I, I mean, maybe, but and I'm if not, you're no. doing an injustice to your team by right. not playing him, exactly. or by by playing that guy. Yes, 100%. and not playing Foskey. Right. Right. Yep. So, all right. <laughs> First of all, Anthony, shooting us with a, a, a super Those are called chat, super chats. Is, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I can't remember the name. What is wrong with me? But that's a super chat from Anthony. Thank you very much, Anthony. He says, thanks for the OG holding down the show, referring to this guy over here. So appreciate that very much, Anthony. I think he Thank was you. referring to the OGs. I think he meant that plural. And I'll take that. I will yeah. take that as well. So thank you very much, Anthony. Much appreciated. Irish Shytown. Who, Brian and Vince, who are your five top players that you're most excited to see in 2023? Well, I get excited about seeing guys we either haven't seen before or guys we haven't seen a lot of. So, like, I'm not excited to see Joe Wald again. I'm looking forward to watching him dominate sure. again, but it doesn't like excite me, that kind of thing. Um I wouldn't even I wouldn't even throw Sam Hartman into that conversation because it's more about like I'm curious, you know, but I'm not like sure. excited. What excites me is like I want to see Tobias Merriweather maybe break out this year. I want to see, you know, kind of w- which defensive lineman breaks out. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing like, you know, what Josh Burnham does this spring and seeing what kind of player he can be. I'm really looking forward to watching some of the young linebackers kind of really take that next step. A guy that we talked about, one of the guys I'm excited to see uh, this spring, and and it, it, I'm not even to 2023 fall yet, Irish High <laughs> Town. So right now right. I'm I'm on the spring, like I can't right. focus on the season as much until we see the spring. But I talked about Billy Shrouth. I'm I'm really excited to see Billy Shrouth this spring and see what he's made yeah. of and what he's capable of. We've heard so much good, yes. so many good things, yes. But like yes. I want to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I talked guy we talked about earlier in the week. I'm really excited to see Chance Tucker. I'm really hoping that him or Ryan Barnes can really emerge as legit players this spring, which then maybe can allow the Notre Dame coaching staff to fo- to move Ch- Clarence Lewis to safety, where I think he could be a really good player. Yeah. So it's usually you know Tyson Ford. I'm really looking forward to see Tyson. So do I have a five? I'd probably go Tobias Merriweather. Uh, I'd probably I'd, I'd go Billy Shrouth. I'd go Nolan Ziegler. I'd go Chance Tucker slash Ryan Barnes. That's a that's a a, a duo that's going to take up one spot, and then pick a sophomore defensive lineman, and you can use him there, whether it's Burnham <laughs> right. or Tyson Ford or Edingo Byra or yeah. Junior or Domin Heinish. Pick one of those guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing one of those guys. See which one of those guys can really break out this spring. If I had to pick a veteran on the offense and defense. Um, 
I don't know if I'd say excited, but I'm, I'm, you know, anxious to, I guess I'm kind of excited to see if Mitchell Evans can make the jump. I think he's capable of making in year two. He'd be okay. one on offense. And then on defense, uh, Vince, it's Riley Mills. Okay. And, and part of it's excitement, but part of it's maybe not excitement is the word, but maybe curious to see if he can become the dude up front. Yeah. Because yeah. that's going to be a big thing. Somebody's got to become the dude up front because you're two dudes left. And so who's going to become that dude with Foskey and Adam Yola gone? Is it going to be Riley Mills? Hope so. Hope so. But we'll see. People say, are you, you know, excited to see? I'm not excited to see what Battelle can do. I just want to excited to see that he's there every day and hasn't yeah. done something to not be there anymore. <laughs> that's, right. that's all I care about. Because if he's right. there, he'll be fine. He'll yes. Be Agreed. I, I, so the way I took this question is, you know, when I walk onto that first practice in spring or the full first full practice we get to see, who am I going to be watching? Like, what? Where's my attention outside of where you assigned me to go watch? I know like, the first one. Where Where's my attention going to go? I know the first one. Yeah, I, Sam Hartman is my number <laughs> exactly. one. I'm sorry, that's who <laughs> no, I'm. That's who I'm excited to see. I want to see, obviously, if if what he did at Wake Forest translates to Notre Dame, and if he's able to elevate. The guys around him, you know, and we're going to get a taste of that in the spring. You know, we're not going to get a full taste until the fall and there's actual games. Uh, but yeah, Sam Hartman's the number one on my list. I'll quickly go through. I want to see if Ben Morrison, what does his next step look like, to be honest with you? Because now there's a lot of film on Ben Morrison, right? And what our defense is going to do to him. So that's more of a fall thing, I think, than maybe even the spring. But yeah, that's more of a when's the first game? Yeah. Okay, not a don't care about Navy. Okay, so when's yeah. the next real game? Yeah. Okay, okay, don't NC State. State. Whenever State. NC State game comes yeah. up, that's when I care about about uh, when Benjamin what yeah. Benjamin Morrison is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I mean excited to see him. I'm excited to see Billy Shroud. I had him on my list. As Can well. I just say something? Yeah. Wasn't it hilarious that Notre Dame made this bit this decision? You know, the schematic decision not to play Benjamin Morrison early against Navy, and then they yeah. finally put him in the game, and he like starts making plays. <laughs> It's just like you guys overthought that one a little bit too much. A little bit. <laughs> I love it when they overthink Navy, by the way. Just putting that <laughs> exactly. out there. Uh, exactly. Xavier Watts and Tobias Merriweather. Yeah, those are my I like other the Xavier, two. One. I like I, the Xavier I, one. I am ready for him to just take off, you know, really just put a stranglehold on that starting position. And look, he's the, he's the, he's the starting safety. Let's see what you got, man. Like, yeah. I want to see his leadership. I want to yeah. see his – just everything. That's about a good him. one. That's a yeah. really good. One. I almost kind of taken for granted a little bit, Vince. I know, right? But you're you're <laughs> right. You're right. He, I got to pull this one up from Salty Virginia Peanuts. Yeah. Oh no, here we go. He because he's he's obviously Jane Greathouse is the guy he's looking for. Oh, I know the great and, one. And, and and then there's this one. Uh, don't lie, Vince. It will be cheerleaders practice. Hey, look, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have to be keeping Vince under control. If Sam Hartman comes out there and he's dealing, and Tyler Buckner is dealing, and those two quarterbacks are dealing early in practice. I'm going to have to be like, Vince, you cannot cheer. I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you don't cheer. You're making me look bad. Like, let's go! Because he's going to be so fired up. He's going to be trying to look around high five and something. Like, chill, man, chill. Dude, come on, man. We're but so he's going to be super here. fired up. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Oh, man. I'm hoping we get a little more access this spring than we did last spring. But we'll, we'll see what two happens. Two practices is more access for me. So, I, Well, uh, that's but fair. Yeah, for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's hope, a good I point. So. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I hope they're also on Saturdays as opposed to during the day. They but won't be. That's too convenient. I, I know. I know. A guy can dream, though, right? A I have a feeling they're going to continue to cut our access back. Just knowing who I believe is in charge of making that decision, Vince, and right. I think you know who I'm talking yeah, about. I, I do. They're definitely going to limit our access because, yeah. I do. That. 
I do. It's I'll be shocked if they give us more access this break. And shocked. you know, we're gonna get more like awkward practice reports from the first twenty minutes of practice. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's what we're boy. What so and so looked great in the stretch line again. Woo! You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, look how good he was going through routes on air. He's going to yeah. be a star this year. He's going to be a stud. Look out. Okay. <laughs>